Cumbria is one of the most sparsely populated counties in England. And that's as true now as it was 300 years ago. It was, and remains to be, a fine place to get further off the grid than you can in a lot of other places. These days it attracts those dastardly fell walkers, but going back those aforementioned three centuries, it appealed to a profession far less spiky. Highwaymen, specifically amateur highwaymen. I've heard a few tales of the crooks getting their start on the Cumbrian roads before moving on to more heavily populated areas. Occasionally these beginner highwaymen, or perhaps back road men, would be from the local area and use the stigma against outsiders coming in and using the county as their criminal training ground to make their own way in the profession. One of these individuals was a fella named Blaine Wilkie who operated out of Maryport. He was enjoying his foray into highwaymanning and was managing to turn a little profit but Wilkie was about to learn of another burgeoning market in direct opposition to his newfound career path. Wilkie had thought it through. He didn't have a family to keep his secrets from per se, but he did have a base of operations. Where the Sailor's Return pub stands today stood a pub then, and it was there where Wilkie would hatch his plans by day and rest by night. The landlord, of course, was in on it. He took a cut for allowing Wilkie to stay in the rooms, and he also provided his tenant with helpful information on those passing through the area. The only other tenant in the pub was local actress Hildy Humphreys, who spent more time by the bar than on the stage and was so delighted by the embellished tales that Wilkie regaled her with that she dared not turn him in for fear of losing the entertainment she got from them. The three of them got on well, and it was a system that worked. Hildy propped up the bar that provided the landlord with money, as well as giving Wilkie an ego boost every night. Wilkie gave the landlord a cut and provided Hildy with hours of entertainment, and the landlord provided accommodation for both, as well as intel. None of them had any reason to want this to end. But somebody new in town did. That man's name was Jacob Fisher. One afternoon, the three rapscallions were gathered by the bar as Wilkie waxed lyrical about his antics the evening before. He'd made away with jewellery and money and had already heard the locals blaming the relative crime wave on those from counties over. He told of his disguises and his weapons, of his methods and his threats. He told every minor detail as if he was talking to his biographer, but was stopped dead in his tracks when the door creaked open. Who are you? The landlord queried. My name is Jacob Fisher. I've heard this is the right place to come for information. Jacob Fisher stood tall as his eyes surveyed the bar. The eyes of the three within hadn't taken their eyes off him.
Hildy scrambled to make out as if everything Wilkie had just been saying was a work of fiction in case Fisher had overheard any of it before the landlord quizzed Fisher back with what kind of information he was after. Fisher continued to glance around before inquiring as to what the three did for a living. Hildy was enthusiastic to introduce herself as an actress and Fisher worked out the obvious with the landlord but when he got to Wilkie, the highwayman stayed obviously silent. Wilkie blocked the question, refusing to answer it which only made Fisher more curious. Eventually, he outright asked if Wilkie was a highwayman due to the large number he'd heard were in the area. Wilkie's ears perked up slightly. You've heard of the influx? he asked. Fisher nodded, a lot of news of it down my way. Wilkie could tell by Fisher's accent that he was from down south, and was thrilled to hear that his exploits might have reached as far as the capital as it was proof that his legend was growing. Even with this, Fisher wasn't dropping his original question. He was set on discovering what Wilkie did for a living, but now wanted to make a game of it. He suggested some pub games, each one requiring a different skill that would be important to a master criminal. Wilkie was obviously nervous. As a self-proclaimed master criminal, he didn't want to give anything away, but thought it was better to agree. As he did so, the landlord chimed in, telling Fisher that it's probably time he was on his way, but Wilkie told his friend it was okay. He was going to welcome this outsider in. The first game was Cribbage. Fisher made a point of removing his gloves and placing them on the bar in front of the landlord before he took his seat across from Wilkie to begin the game. The two played a largely silent game in which Fisher would soon emerge the victor. Even so, he looked disappointed. He told Wilkie that he lacked the foresight to pull off such daring heists as a highwayman proven so by the game of cribbage. Just as Wilkie was about to fly out of his seat and correct the stranger, Hildy calmed him down and said that maybe another game could cool the mood. Dominoes was next. It was another Fisher victory. This time the outsider stated that Wilkie lacked the tactical planning necessary to be a highwayman, and as such that could not be his profession. Wilkie's blood began to boil and his pride was taking a hit. He challenged Fisher to more games. Pitch Penny was won by Fisher. Save the King was won by Fisher. Dice was won by Fisher. All this told the stranger was that Wilkie had little restraint, a lack of control, and was living without luck on his side. All of these things together made it clear in Fisher's mind that Wilkie was no highwayman. As Wilkie was about to swing for the stranger, infuriated by numerous put-downs and defeats, Fisher revealed his intentions. He told the trio that he was a bounty hunter from London, and that after hearing of the infestation in the area, had decided to come in and clean it up. He'd found those from out of county easy to identify, but was sure there were some locals taking advantage of the situation. And he was sure he had found none of them in this pub. 
Instead of the sweat of fury, it was the sweat of relief on the brow of Wilkie. So many times he was a second away from revealing his hobby that it's a miracle he made it through, but made it he had. Fisher apologised if he had trespassed, apologised again for inquiring so thoroughly about their lines of work, and nodded goodbye as he went on his way. The remaining trio turned to one another. The luckiest trio in Maryport, the luckiest highwayman from Maryport. He'd spent an afternoon trying to prove that he had what it took to be a criminal to an individual he'd never want to reveal that to. They celebrated their narrow escape before conversation turned to another victory. Wilkie was famous. Word of him had spread to the capital and soon stories would be written of him holding the wealthy at gunpoint and stripping them of their silver, gouging them of their gold, robbing them of their riches. But they were celebrating so hard that they hadn't heard the door open this time. Jacob Fisher had forgotten his gloves and found himself a highwayman. Cheers for listening to episode 4 of season 2 of the Folklore of Cumbria cast. I feel like I heard this story everywhere growing up, but my mind can only remember one specific telling. A storyteller came into our school and told our class a few tales, which was rad, but it was at lunch when he came to a table I happened to be sat at and regaled the seven lucky students around him with this bonus epic. So thank you to that storyteller. I sadly can't remember his name, but he was a good one. And thank you, once again, for listening. Now I'd love to tell you that this impromptu discovery uh, by Jacob Fisher led to a git gunfight between Fisher and the three scallywags. Uh, so I will. Uh, Fisher placed one hand by his hip ready in his pistol in case of attack before asking Wilkie to kindly turn himself over. The room froze. Eyes flicked from person to person. Wilkie set his sights on his holster uh, by his stool. The landlord readied himself to dive for his shotgun on the floor behind the bar. But Hildy only had one attack in mind and that was making the first move. She went diving for Jacob who drew his revolver and gutted her sending a sprawling back onto a bar stool. This allowed the landlord to retrieve his shotgun, but Jake was able to dive out the way of the spray. The bounty hunter then sprang up and took out the landlord with a single bullet to the noggin. While his two conspirators were being taken care of, Wilkie had managed to load his gun and came out blasting at Fisher, but Fisher used Hildy's limp corpse as a shield until Wilkie's gun ran empty. Fisher dropped Hildy's riddled body to the ground and then turned to Wilkie and bemoaned his lack of planning and restraint once again before taking aim and putting a permanent end to the local highwayman of Maryport. It was so rad. Don't try to look it up in history books because you probably won't find it, but it probably definitely happened. My dad said so. Good night.